Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Revelation chapter 3. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars, I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have, so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the angel of the church at Laodicea write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious... I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious, and sat down with my Father on His throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
So John was instructed to write now to three new churches, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And in each of these letters, there are different promises for victorious overcomers, and there are certain aspects of their behavior that the Lord points out. So in the first verse, John writes, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. So this is obviously a negative thing. It gives the instructions, wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I've found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard, hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know at what time I come to you. So these are are negative cautions, if you will, that the Lord gives to the church at Sodus. Then he has some good things to say. In verse 4, he writes, Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they're worthy. And then there are promises for what the King James calls overcomers and what the NIV calls those victorious in Christ. He writes, Like those that are dressed in white, you will be like them. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. So the victorious will be dressed in white, their names will never be blotted out of the book of life, and they'll be acknowledged before the Father of Jesus Christ and his angels. Then we have the letter to Philadelphia. To Philadelphia, Jesus had nothing negative to say. It's the only one of the seven churches that uh, there are no cautions and there are no uh, rebukes. There's just straight good things. So verse 8, to the church at Philadelphia, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have a little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they're not, but are liars, I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I've loved you. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that's going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. So these instructions are all positive. He commends them by saying they have an open door that no one can shut. The Lord has given them an open door of access to him and to the purposes that he has for them. Uh, He does tell them that uh, their trial is coming on the earth, but if they endure patiently and keep their commands, keep the Lord's commands, he will keep them from the hour of trial that's coming. Their promises for victorious overcomers, as written by John in verse 12, he writes, I will make them pillars in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God, and I will also write on them my new name. And so this idea of making them pillars in the temple of God, never having to leave the temple, this is what David prayed for in Psalm 23. He said, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So this idea of dwelling in the house of the Lord forever is a precious prayer or a a wish prayer that David had in Psalm 23 that the Lord promises for victorious overcomers. Then we have the letter to the Laodicean church on the bad end. The Lord writes through John, I know your deeds, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And so the Lord um, uh, wants people to be zealous, 
not just sort of zealous, but very zealous. This is not saying that it's good to be uh, rejecting the Lord's will and his word. That would be cold. It's not saying that at all. It's saying that if you're hot, you're useful. If you're cold, you're useful. But if you're lukewarm, you're not useful at all. And so the Lord instructs them to become serious about their relationship with him and to repent. And then on the good side, he says to the church at Laodicea, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And for the promise of uh, victory for the overcomers in the church of Laodicea and, and for us as well in all churches, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. And so for the victorious in Christ, we're promised that we'll have a, a seat with the Lord on his throne. I want to just recap these promises for victorious overcomers. Jesus says that they will be dressed in white. Jesus says he will never blot their names out of the book of life. And Jesus says that he will acknowledge us before his Father and his angels. So friends, these victorious overcomers, and I'm counting myself and you among them, they're promised great things in the scriptures. In verse 12 of this chapter, Jesus says, I'll make them pillars in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave. And he also says, I will write on them my new name. And so we'll be marked as his. His his signature will be on us as belonging to the Lord forever. In verse 21, he gives another promise for victorious overcomers. I will give them the right to sit with me on my throne. This is a place of authority that we'll address more in the in the next chapter. But the throne is the place where decisions are rendered. It's the place of judgment, the place of authority. And uh, the victorious overcomers in Christ will be given places of authority in the kingdom that is to come. For the unveiling of Jesus Christ in this chapter, we read that Jesus holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars in his hands. And so this um, holding of the uh, seven stars means the church is held in his hands. We read that Jesus is the holy and true in verse 7. He holds the key of David, and what he opens, no man can shut. What he shuts, no man can open. So this Jesus is the one who holds the promises contained in the Davidic legacy of a, a man will be on your throne forever. And what this Jesus opens, no man can shut. And what he shuts, no man can open. In Revelation 3.14, we read about Jesus that he is the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. So John reveals or unveils Jesus in these aspects. He holds the churches in his hands. He's faithful and true. He's the promise of the Davidic. He's the fulfillment of the Davidic promises. He is the Amen, the faithful and true witness, and he's the ruler over God's creation. He is not just Savior and Lord. He's ruler. The throne that he received from his father is the throne of authority, the throne that he wishes to share with me and with you. And so, Lord, we recognize that this destination for overcomers in the temple, never having to leave it again, is a, a choice destination that David prayed for in the 23rd Psalm. Lord, we want to dwell in your house now and forever. Lord, we ask that our names would be found in the book of life and would never be blotted out. You said for the victorious overcomers in Christ, they'll be dressed in white and their names would never be blotted out. Lord, we acknowledge your name here and now on the earth. Acknowledge us before your Father and your angels in heaven. Lord, write your name on us. 
Lord, we thank you for all that you've done for us. And we thank you, Lord, for the unveiling of Jesus Christ contained in this precious book. Lord, continue to unveil our Lord and our Messiah to each of us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.